Hey everyone, welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, host of the Child Whisper. I've been busy typing my notes for today. I'm really excited to be here with everybody. And I want to welcome my Facebook Live audience. I'm actually a little warm in my office. I'm going to take my jacket off today. I'm really excited about today's show. It's called Your Children Know Themselves and Accept Themselves. And I think it's going to be a value to adults as well. Because what happens is when you don't know yourself as a child and accept who you are, you will just naturally um, learn to criticize some of your most um, natural ways of being and who you are. And so I want to, one of my goals with the Child Whisper is to help exempt from the adult experience this self-struggle, this lack of self-realization and this inability to love ourselves naturally. I know if we can raise... Um, children true to their nature, teach them to love who they are, they will not have to spend all this time with uh, self-help and self-discovery and recovery and healing. I know if I had known this about myself when I was a, a little girl, I, who knows? I always joke. I say, I'd be selling real estate and making tons of money, like the gal on Shark Tank. <laughs> it's a type three. I can't think of her name. She has the short one here. Anyway, I'm glad to be with you today. So if you have a question about yourself or your kids, call into my show at 347-677-1963. I've got a great giveaway today. I'm giving away a book bundle, the Carol Tuttle Library, three titles. It's just my nature, the child whisper, and remembering wholeness. I'm going to give that to my first caller who calls in with either a question or a success story when it comes to the child whisper. 347-677-1963. And if you love the Child Whisper, give me some hearts and likes on Facebook. Today's episode is sponsored by Oceans Alive. It's phytoplankton, people. I take this every day of my life, pure marine phytoplankton. This is one of the best superfoods we can put into our children's body. If you've got a success story about Oceans Alive, I'd love for you to call in about that. If you've got, I will give you the book bundle on, you know, even if you're not the first caller, if you have a success story about using Oceans Alive in your children's diet. Micronutrient-rich helps your child's brain develop. Children are off the spectrum in their types. Type 1s go off the spectrum to their um, high, random, more bouncy movement. Type 1s and 3s get are getting diagnosed with ADD and ADHD. I know there's many varieties of that. I believe it is a real uh, chemical imbalance. The brain is not developed properly, and these kids go into a spectrum that's um, out of balance. Type 4 children can go into autistic and Asperger's um, states. This will help the brain heal, get healthy, try it. I believe in it. I've been a consumer of um, these kinds of products for over 25 years. This is the best one I've found to date, Oceans Alive. Go to thechildwhisper.com forward slash plankton. Now, how do you know if your children love and accept themselves true to their nature? I've got some tips for you. Um, looking at my notes here, we've got um, the, the key is um, children that know themselves, know their energy type, know what's natural for them, their natural gifts and tendencies, accept themselves by exhibiting the following behaviors frequently. They do it effortlessly without second thoughts, without second guessing it or putting themselves down. Type one, they have a bounce in their step naturally. They have a lightness, a buoyancy about them. And they are sharing their ideas with confidence. 
just randomly. They'll come up with ideas. They'll share them with confidence because they are just doing that because that's who they are. Are they And are they exhibiting confidence in their social interactions? These children are socially connected to the world, and they just have a natural ability to make connections socially with people they're even just meeting. Is this happening for them? Are they still living true to that? Or have you been sending a message into, you know, now you've got kids that are in grade school, teen years. Did they get enough feedback because you were uninformed as a parent? Were you that uninformed? Were you raised by an uninformed parent true to your type, you know, as a type one that you now criticize this in yourself, that you hold yourself back because you don't want to become, you don't want to come across random, silly, immature. So do your type one children do this without a second thought? Type two, do they still love to cuddle? Do they spend downtime doing things that required a more detailed approach? Are they confident with that? Are they okay with their subtle nature? Or do they think it's a weakness? Do they criticize themselves? Do they get fussy and whiny and they're high strung because they're being pushed through life? If they are able to flow, go with the flow, take their time, be more methodical, they still love to cuddle and they're sensitive and they have emotions that present more readily, then they are living their truth and they're okay with it. Are they doing this with confidence and acceptance? Type three, do they say, I'm awesome. Look at what I did. Are they saying this frequently? Type three children are very vocal about themselves this way. I'm so awesome. In fact, I was at my, or, um, my dentist in the last week and I was giving him some ideas. His office is right by a new high school that just got put up and he's asking me about social media and Facebook ads. And I said, are you kidding me? I'd be doing something with their PTA over at the high school. You've got like several hundred customers, literally one quarter of a mile from your office. And I gave them all these ideas because I used to be the PTA president at my children's high school years ago. And I said to him, I'm really good at thinking of this stuff. And I thought, you know, that was very type three me. But I thought how interesting that when we grow into our adult years, somehow that's conceited or you know, too self-serving to say, I'm awesome. Look at those, I, you know, look how amazing I am. The type three children are meant to be acknowledged for this. And are they coming up with projects on their own that they get very excited about that are very hands-on and they're seeing them through? That's exhibiting a confidence and acceptance for who they are. Type four children, do they act more mature than, than they are as far as how the Child development models have depicted how a child should behave. Do they seem more mature than they are? Do they have strong opinions? Do they have a right to their strong opinions? And they feel confident with those strong opinions? That doesn't mean everyone has to agree with their opinions, but they will have opinions. Do they spend time alone with confidence? Or are they looking at that as they're being they're socially awkward or they're that's a weakness to not want as many social interactions? How are they perceiving themselves? So those are all telltale signs that your child is really in love with themselves. We want to raise children that love and appreciate themselves because in that you just get to live, you don't get to have to spend all this time second guessing yourself and then, uh, you know, be out of alignment with yourself. You can just move forward and contribute to the goodness of the world by being your true self. And for all types of children, do they see themselves in a confident, accepting way, or are they putting themselves down and criticizing themselves? Or in the case of, a, you know, are they criticizing others? Are they 
finding judgment in other people. Because what happens is when we love ourselves and we know ourselves and live from a place of self-acceptance, we accept others more graciously. We understand our world and that people are different in our world with more love and patience. Are they impatient? Are they, you know, maybe that outward projection of them judging others that it's really a judgment of themselves. The only way they're able to voice that is by having a strong opinion in a negative way. Maybe that negative opinion is more about themselves than other people. These are all clues and red flags that your child needs support of self-acceptance to truly understand themselves. And children can only love and accept themselves to the degree you've chosen that for yourself. They can't surpass you in that because you're the role model. You are a role model for self-acceptance and self-love. So please role model that, you know, even if you still have the habit of putting yourself down, don't do it in front of your children. Don't put it to voice, you know, work on that, turn it around, give yourself credit, compliment yourself, look, see the good in yourself and show your children by being a healthy role model that it's a really great attribute to think well of yourself because in that you're not distracted by feelings and thoughts of inadequacy that keep you bound in an inability to contribute to the world. Because what happens when we do love and accept ourselves, that's not self-centered. In that, that self-accepting, you can now serve. You can contribute to the world because you're not distracted and giving energy to these inner issues that are going on. And to help your children to learn to love and accept themselves, Read them the Child Whisper book. Make it a read-aloud activity. That will give them so much insight to who they are. So give them that support. It's a book that's written in a way that they can relate, that they can be understanding with the, I, wa I want to support you. I don't want to tell you who you are. I want to support you in learning about yourself and accepting yourself. So please do that for them. I'm going to... Um, Continue with today's show. I've got a great giveaway for my first caller. It's the Carol Tuttle Book Bundle with these three titles. It's Just My Nature, The Child Whisper, and Remembering Wholeness is going out to my first caller. And if anyone calls in with an Oceans of Life success story, I'd love to have you share that with me. Um, I'll give another book bundle away. My first question that came in that I'm going to answer is, how can I help my son manage self-criticism? My seven-year-old son, type four, has lately had the habit of putting himself down a lot. I'm really bad at X. I never learn why everyone else is such better at Z. In reality, he is very clever and a talented boy. I feel like partly he is fishing for compliments from me and my husband. Please tell me I'm actually good. Other times he generally seems to have really high expectations for himself. I'm going to answer that because in my opinion, okay, <laughs> that a parent in the mindset of that, oh, I'm not, he's fishing for compliments. He's seven years old. Okay, what, I'm going to get deeper into that question. Keep listening to me. If you're on Facebook, there's a link in the copy to click over to Blog Talk Radio, my podcast platform, or you can call in at 347-677-1963. Let's keep going with today's show. Thanks, Facebook. We'll meet you here on my podcast on Blog Talk. So that question I find very fascinating. Because he's seven, and to judge a child at that age that, I don't know, he's fishing for compliments, um, right away that's going to, you know, think, oh, that's not, you know, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to give him compliments, you know, I'm not going to. So 
a seven-year-old boy is putting himself down because he honestly, deep down, doesn't feel accepted for who he is. So I don't know how many years you're into energy profiling. So by seven, if he's a type four, you know he leads with an ability to critique things, okay? In his critiquing nature, he's turning that on himself, which is very common. When there's not a healthy outlet for critiquing, giving opinions, perfecting something, that turns inward towards self towards the self and turns into self-judgment. Where does your son have an outlet for? Does he know that critiquing things is his nature? If this were my boy, I, he's mature enough at age seven, to, I'd make sure I read him the type four section and I'd point out to him, you know, you have a gift for critiquing. Do you know what that means? You know, you, you, have, you assess things to see how they could be inefficient and effective out of balance. How could they be improved? You like to perfect things. So how are you using that? I'd ask him. I'd put his mind to work. Figure this out. How are you using your, you know, you say this a lot. I'm really bad at this. I'll never learn dial. Where are you applying that gift? Oh, towards myself. I'm, that critiquing can turn into criticism. Help him understand that. There's a difference between critiquing and criticism. I'm going to make a note of that. Because that would be a good personal development video on my website, caroltuttle.com. How a type four turns, how each type takes their gift and turns it negatively towards themselves. Note to self here, how each type. In this case, they're taking their gift of critiquing and having an opinion towards themselves as self-criticism. That's unhealthy. Does he even understand that? Does he understand that he has this gift of critiquing? Where in his world can he apply that in a healthy way? Honey, I want to support you. This is I'm a mom again. I want to support you in using that to, to you know, contribute your gift to the world rather than to put yourself down because none of that's true. None of it's true. He's seven. He hasn't bought into that too deeply. He's not really believing it. He's showing you that he's not accepting himself, nor does he understand his natural gifts and tendencies. This has nothing to do with him fishing for compliments. Still writing down my note here on their natural gifts against themselves. Okay, so that's my, that's what I do. Help him learn about himself. The more a child knows about their natural gifts and tendencies, the more they can love and accept that in themselves and honor them. And do they have, are you supporting them with creating scenarios, environments, opportunities to be engaged with their natural gifts. Where can your type four son critique, have an opinion, and perfect things rather than attack himself? Let's take our first caller, Julia. Hi, Julia. Hi. Hi, Carol. How are you? You are the lucky winner of the book bundle. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Do you have each of these books? I'm curious. Um, just the online versions, but I'm really excited. I really like oh, the paper. Good. I like to yeah. look mark, through the I book t- paper and mark a little bit. Yeah, I tend to be a kind of, my. I tend to be. I tend to write books. I'm gonna stay with what I've been teaching today. I'm really awesome as a type three author to write books where people underline a lot and make a lot of notes because I give you lots of follow up. <laughs> so you do, and so, that's great. Thank you, Julia. By the notes I have here, you're a type. You're a type four. Yes. I have a son that's either a one three or a three one, and you. Yes, he's been throwing me off. I'm not. I'm not sure okay. the. 
Well, did you watch my video I have on, um, I do have a video on this. Um, go to thechildwhisper.com, and you can even just Google. Difference between type 1331, the child whisper, if you Google that line, it'll bring you to the link. I have a video on this that I explain the difference between the two. So you can recognize which he leads with. Okay. I kind of watched that. Um, he's not a heavy stomper. And um, he had, like, a really light cry when he was little, so that's why I was kind of thinking he yeah. was more on the type 1 page. Yeah. I don't know. But I, definitely I think go with that. that. Go, you got to make a decision and go with it, and then he'll either show you you're wrong or you're right. Children just subconsciously are trying to get through to their parents. So I'd stay with the 1-3 because of those things that you're noticing. And mm-hmm. he'll show you differently if you just say, if this is wrong, I want it blatantly shown to me through his behavior. And God will help you, and that will come forward. <laughs> go, whoa. Oh, definitely. It'll get confirmed. <laughs> so. so you tell me this, you've got, um, tell me the situation you want help with today. Okay. Um, so my son has a large facial port wine stain. It's a birthmark too many um it's too many capillaries under the skin, so we travel uh-huh. from uh, Wyoming. We actually fly out of Salt Lake City to California once a month for his surgeries. Um, anyway, sometimes his face is, like, really bruised after, so um, people talk about him. He, like, his whole life, people, like, strangers, they'll be like, what happened to him? Like, last time we were coming home for on the airplane, and the guy's like, you should see the other guy or whatever, you know, those horrible comments. Yeah, I know. Um, well, people say I really the dumbest. That's been, this is my type four coming out. Some people say some really stupid things, and I'm like, really? That just didn't need to be said. Anyway, that yeah, was an definitely. opinion and a judgment right there. <laughs> but, um, I know, I worked so hard. He hasn't said anything. Like, he doesn't say why or whatever, but I think it's really bothering him, and I'm kind of thinking it's coming out on his behavior a little bit, if that makes any sense. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you see this a little bit. I think it's bothering you more than him. Oh, okay. And that makes sense. Yeah, it gets bothering you. Fair enough that it is, because you're type four, so you would have that, like, you know, just, just leave us alone, you know, like, geez. So I think he's more running your emotion around it. It's bothering you. Um, so mm-hmm. dial it back to yourself and say, this is bothering me. And take a moment and through some journaling, just write out, this bothers me because, this bothers me because, really tired of this because. Get, express yourself around it. Get your frustration out around it through some writing and some introspection that you can do. And then as you start to just make it no big deal, he will too. He's only five. He's, he's keep it light for him, you know, keep it light. He's not going to make that. He'll disconnect. It's like, yeah, whatever. He'll connect with something else. He just keep mm-hmm. it light. Make it a light situation for him. But I do feel like it's bothering you more, and he's running your energy on this. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, but with his behavior lately... He's been, um, when he's, like, upset or angry, he's been hitting and punching. Fortunately, we've been around some kids that that's what they tend to do. So I think that's where he picked it up. But I would really like to help him figure out some ways to. Yeah. Well, um, make sure he's got friends that are more about playful, creative, you know, creative, imaginary play than such physical roughness. 
Because, mm-hmm. see, that's going to engage his secondary, and you really want to honor his type one with keeping. So be discerning about who he plays with, that it honors his light nature, his okay. lightness and brightness, and you can help make that um, decision for him. Make sure you email um, support at, you see, I always give me different, I'm going to say, Email parenting at liveyourtruth.com with your name and your shipping address, and we will ship these books out to you. And thanks for calling in today. I've still got, if you've got an Ocean's Alive success story, I'd love to hear from you today because I'm such a believer in this product. Thechildwhisper.com forward slash plankton. This will help remedy a lot of your, um, the, the fact that our food it lacks a lot of the micronutrients our brains need to really um, have the right brain chemistry to keep us balanced. Another question that came in from a parent. Uh, This one, should I trust my child's self-typing? My seven-year-old typed herself as a type one. However, her face has a lot of S curves in it. She seems to be too loud to be a type two, but she is also very prone to very major meltdowns. How do I know if she has correctly identified herself or is running in her secondary energy? You know, at seven years old, again, you want children to um, choose themselves, choose their self-identity, be trusting and develop their own sense of self. And I'm not sure what you the background is and how much information she has she gone through the free energy profiling course, which you can access at carolpuddle.com forward slash free course as she watched that have you read the type one and type two sections of the child whisper with her to her uh was she shamed for her type one nature early in her life that she was too random too loud too bouncy had to settle down settle down settle down okay you need to be quiet sit still sit still so, yeah, children can revert to their secondary energy, as many of us did, because their their nature, their true nature wasn't honored early. So what I would do is, um, if you're very, and again, how much have you studied? Have you looked at all the face profiling? Has she seen those? Have you seen those? I recently did this past year, in the last um, six months, I did a series, Face Profiling in Children. You can find each of those. It's a separate post on my website at thechildwhisper.com where I actually show children's faces. You can see the real distinct difference between a type 1 child and a type 2 and also 3 and 4. Their facial features. And I did um, small children, even some babies, all the way up to some teens. Make sure you've watched those. Now, if you're con- and I make it a prayerful matter. But I wouldn't just tell a child, well, you're this, not that. Again, you're taking over. You're telling them who they are. I would start to give more validation, recognition for what you believe is their true nature. Validate it. Honor it. Give voice to it. Appreciate it. I love this about you. Oh, I love it when you do that. Oh, you're so good at this. And as she starts to trust it, if it is true to her dominant type, she is, she'll start to trust it herself because you're now recognizing it. So I wouldn't just go out and tell a seven-year-old, this is who you are. Again, you're kind of hijacking their right to choose themselves. A parent's job is to validate the truth of who a child is. And in that validation, it's a natural process to just be one with ourselves, to recognize ourselves. I see my grandchildren. They're recognized for who they are. It's validated. It's honored. 
we're not just, you know, for example, we had, um, we babysat my granddaughter, Katie, who's a type three, my little grandson, who's a type two, he's only five and a half months old. And when Anna Tanner came to pick him up, Katie got pretty um, intense and reactive. Her parents were there, you know, she's, her movement went up a level. And at one point out of nowhere, she just yelled out, okay, guys, it's time to, nobody told her, you know, the situation was fine. We weren't in a restaurant. We weren't some, where being more quiet was really appropriate behavior. It was in my family room. It didn't matter if she yelled that out. It really didn't. And I thought about that when, how common that would have been for just a parent to respond in that scenario. Shh, don't be so loud. Just because, oh, children just shouldn't be loud. And I thought, well, Katie's going to be loud every once in a while. This situation supports her being loud. We're cool. We don't have to discipline her for that. And their parents didn't even like, you know, it's just like Katie being Katie. Didn't, you know, didn't even register because the situation supported her natural movement. Now, if she were in a different setting, there might be a different response in a way that's honoring to them. So that's how I'd go about it. That children are really, at the, when parents understand this, what a beautiful thing for a child to be raised without even having to, you know, my grandchildren are going to grow up and go, oh, you mean they, people like weren't loved for being who they are? They, uh, I have a section in my book, Remembering Wholeness, about um, going ahead in the future, because I wrote this book in like 1999. That's crazy. This book is such universal truth. It's still changing lives you know, by the thousands, but this one chapter I have that I think I'm now living, I kind of predicted my future by writing the book, is about, you know, the the future of that my grandchildren would be saying to me, you know, really? People used to not love themselves and question who they are, that they won't even relate to that because they're just able to grow up being their true self. So you're you're doing you're listening to me right now. You are in the process of that. So congratulations and good for you. I appreciate that you're committed to this. Got my next caller, Cassandra. Hello. Oh hi. You won a book bundle because you have an Oceans Alive success story. I'm so happy about that. Yeah, I do. Um, my son is three and he's a type four. Um, when I had, he's, he's got a severe speech delay or he had, and so I had him with, um, some, some intervention groups trying to help him with that. And, um, they were starting to throw out certain labels like autism and things like that. Um, so I looked into which, yeah, anyway, but yeah. And I said he was a type four, right? Yeah. And you're a type Um, one by my notes, correct? Yes. I'm a type one. So what a huge gift for you to understand he's going to relate to his world completely differently than you. So that, that's the first huge success story. It's like, oh, yeah, very, right. Very different. Um, so I got the phytoplankton drops because I felt like that, that could help with some things. And so I think it was probably maybe like five months ago now, but then when he started taking them, I noticed that his, mood leveled out a lot more it's it's not perfect (laughs) but it was it had definitely leveled out and um his speech has actually come along quite a bit since he's gotten the phytoplankton drop since he is a type four he's very very particular in what he will eat 
and mm-hmm. I can, it's really hard to get, you know, like, um, vegetables. He won't eat vegetables. Right, right. And, um, like, for a while, all he wanted was muffins and yogurt, and I could not get him to eat anything else. Um, right. So the phytoplankton so. drops kind of, yeah, yeah, I sneak them in his yogurt because he likes yogurt. Well, what a good idea. So, and you know, he, yeah. My, um, Tight. Well, soon you're in an awkward place. I, I realized today I was talking to my um, daughter-in-law, Sarah, who has a type four that's now a year and a half old that now is forming an opinion about her world without the ability to reason with her yet. And you're in that phase too. That you're just he's starting to enter the phase where he can understand when you explain, when you give him the reason behind things, what, why. It's important they get it and they use, they are motivated. Like my type four grandson who's nine, I explained to him. He just opened up to me one night when we were um, tending them, and he said, "You know, I I don't I have this yucky feeling. Like I feel sad." He said, "Well, because your mom and dad are gone." He says, "Yeah, but I I feel it other times." And I thought, "Oh, he's, which depression runs in my family? You know, it's like gen- genetic." And I said. Uh-oh. Did I lose you? Nutrient. Okay. And once I explained it to him, he got it. He didn't care how it tasted. He just said, okay, that's going to help my brain. I'm willing to eat this. You know, I'll do it. Because he wanted the benefit of the brain. So he's your son. The more you can explain to him the reason behind something as he gets a little older, he'll, Mm -hmm. he'll be motivated from that point of reason. And I'm really right. happy to hear that you um, are, I'm, and I'm not an anti-medication person, but there's a lot of preliminaries parents aren't being educated about to preempt meds that oftentimes mm-hmm. make a difference. So good for you to, to supplement with this. Go ahead and yeah. email um, support, I'm sorry, I keep giving the wrong, parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Send your name and your address, and let me ship that book bundle out to you. I had another question come in today's show. This came in, how do I make amends with my son, Carol, when you shared how you felt as a teenager that your mom was a worrier and was sometimes more concerned about other people than you? I suddenly realized that's what I'm doing to my 13-year-old son. I'm a type 1 with a secondary 2, and he is a type 3 with a secondary 4 like you. He doesn't care for emotional demonstrations, so how can I tell him I want to make amends for doing that to him? Good for you, Mom, for at least I'm recognizing. You know, I did grow up with that sort of, um, it wasn't blatant, but it was something I started to notice that my mom was more worried about what other people thought of us than she was for my own well-being and the fact that I was living my truth and supported first by her. Um, There was a lot of, you know, wanting to dial it back or, just, just that reference there. So congratulations that you're even recognizing you have this tendency. At first look at why you think that's important. Was that drilled into you? Was your, is this not even yours? Are you running a family story that didn't even originate with you? So I think it's first important for you to identify what's the big deal about that. You know, there's appropriate behavior in different settings. I get that. But when a child picks up on that message that, well, you're always worried about what people think. You now train a child to worry about what other people think and second-guess themselves. That's another aspect of this. Does your child love and accept themselves? 
Does your child know who they are and accept themselves? Or have you taught them to worry about what other people think of them, what other people's opinions are of them? People will preempt living their true nature in order to accommodate other people without any real value to it. It makes no difference because, you know, the price is paid without any benefit given. You know, you accommodate a bunch of other people that probably worrying about what other people think too. There's no value in that. And as you love and accept yourself, other people choose to love and accept you. I posted an affirmation on my Facebook wall um, yesterday, I think it went up. Let me read it to you. And really, teach your children this. Teach your children. They have an ability to affect their world and the people in their world. The affirmation is this. I'm attracting people into my life who respect and honor me. And I respect and honor them. I am grateful for the comfortable interactions I have daily with all the like-minded people who are in my life. When you affirm that, believe that, that's what shows up, you never have to worry about what other people think. Now, back to your question, how do you make amends? He's a type three, four, get right to the point, bottom line it and say, I apologize, I recognize I do this. Can you please let me know when you feel that's happening? You know, maybe do it privately, not in front of other people, but I want you to have the right to speak up and say, mom, I feel like you're doing that again, and it's making me feel like you don't care. Let him keep you in check in a way that supports you so that it's not doing it brashly or too um, severely, but do it in a way. But just get to the point, bottom line, he's a three, secondary four. Those are referencing his three, get to the point, type three, bottom line, type four. And just say, am I still doing it? And how, what would you rather experience from me? Give him a voice. So good for you to recognize that. I've got time for another caller. If you want to call, um, push one on your phone, push number one, three, four. I'll give away another book bundle if you call. I'm, I'm feeling very very just so grateful today. I'm so grateful for what I know and my ability to contribute to this world. I've still been, if those of you that followed me in September, if you were a part of my Facebook page at um, facebook.com forward slash Carol Tuttle, I did a campaign called I Love My Life. And I've been using my daily script from my book, Remembering Wholeness, and I recorded it on my phone. Well, I've been doing it, uh, I've been keep, I've kept it going all through. I'm going to just keep it going. In fact, I'm going to write some new scripts. I'll have to share those at some point, but I'm going to write some new scripts for myself because it's just such a wonderful thing to support yourself, too. Well, my switchboard really lit up once I said uh, push number one. <laughs> I'm off on your phone. I apologize. I didn't give you that information any sooner. And you can make a note to me. That's a detail I tend to miss when I'm broadcasting. So I am remembering to say push the one on your phone. Another question as I wait for my next caller to uh, talk to my producer. This question comes in, um, how should parents react to older children living at home but making choices contrary to the family's priorities? My sister, a type 3, 25 years old, is living at home with our parents. She's decided to leave our family's faith and pursue her own choices, many of which are contrary to how we were raised. This situation is causing tension between her and my father, who's also a type 3. My father and my sister have not been speaking to each other very much. Well, first of all, I'd like to say, I'd get out of it 
um, I always find it interesting when, I mean, I, I'll teach this from a point of view of helping understand. I'd stay out of it. I wouldn't make this my problem. I assume you're an adult as well. I'd be like, that's whatever they're creating, what are the sole lessons they're choosing into and need to resolve. But I certainly wouldn't get involved in it. And I don't think it's wise to talk about family members. Um, I mean, we all do it. We do. And maybe if your parents are seeking support or feedback. But, you know, you just, can you love both parties? Can you support both parties? Because, you know, 25-year-olds have a right to decide their own spiritual practice, their own religious, if they choose in or out of a religion, and whatever their correct fate, what they choose. It's their right. They're 25. You know, it's just they may not be aligned with that in their experience at this time. And they have a right to journey. You don't know her soul lessons, her soul path, her what she's here to experience. Now, the parents, in my opinion, have to decide if they're cool with that. If they're not, I have a parent that would probably be fine with that. You know, if I agreed that that was supportive to them to live at home. But they're 25. I'd want them to be engaged in their own like, you know, what does she need support with to the point where she can get out on her own? You know, those are conversations that a parent-child needs to have. I've not ever had my children move back in with me. They've been self-sufficient by their own efforts to support themselves and invest in their own living circumstances and create the income necessary to um, take care of themselves. And... So, but if I were in this situation as a parent, I'd have to decide and have an agreement with my child that this is what we can agree to, whether they contribute to paying for some of the costs of the home and food. But they're adults. You're dealing with adults. It's happening as old roles are playing out. Old energies are creeping up. You know, dad's treating the daughter like she's still a kid. She's not. She's an adult. We're dealing with all adults here. And uh, they have to decide if they can agree to uh, mutual, you know, living what they can agree to. And then everybody abides by it. Because there's a lot of unspoken things here. A lot, there's not, no one's had a, let's sit down and really talk about what we can agree to. Let's get honest. What can we support? What can't we? And based on that, if she, if the parents feel strongly about it, it has to look this way. If you're going to live here, she has to decide if she can choose into that or not. So people, people don't communicate. You don't learn to sit down and hear each other and understand each other. My next caller, my last caller for today, I only have time for this last caller. Is get her? I think is it Tana? Tana. Tana. Did you hear that your whole life? <laughs> Sorry about that. I was just the next of thousands of people that have said your name. But you're a type three, so you, you just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So you've got a nine-year-old type three that you homeschool, and you are clashing with this boy, son or daughter. Daughter. It's my daughter. And okay. I have to I have to say that um, I've read the Child Whisperer and I've been doing dressing my truth for about two years and my husband's been on board for a year. Um, Good. And it has been amazing. It has changed. We have eight children and it has completely changed the dynamic of our home. Okay. Um, and I'm especially one quick success story I would like to share is that my 13 year old Type Four. Um, 
he used to be quite a critical uh, child. And now one thing I realized when I was reading about the type fours is that they don't like to be admonished um, in front of others. Yeah, even and, if it's a compliment. And they also don't like to be told what they've done wrong because they already know what they've done wrong. Right, um, right. And they noticed it way before you did, yeah. Yeah, so when I took your tip about um, just taking them into a different room and saying um, what's going on, why you reacted that way, what are you feeling, that has been just a night and day difference. And, and, oh, good. Uh, privacy. So thank you for that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I'm still experiencing a kind of clash of wills maybe with my daughter, and I've been really, really making the attempt to honor her. And I think she's a 3-1, so she's a pretty high energy um, but she's quite critical um, or negative, I should say. Um, and I'm just not knowing exactly how to channel that. She does have some um, eye-brain connection issues, and we're on the marine phytoplankton, and she's going through eye therapy currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is that... Hey, you, um, know, you know what I would do? There's another... I'm not, I don't think I've spoken about this. There's a me- have you ever heard of the Erlen method? I have not. Okay, check out I-R-L-E-N, Erlen. There, uh-huh. Where are you located? Minnesota. Okay, there's different people trained in this. This is a woman, again, she's kind of in the, the grouping of the Montessori, the kind of woman that affected. What she did was she's developed a um, screening, a testing mechanism, and there, you know, like there's someone in Utah that we went to, and what they found is there's a certain percent, like 30-something percent of the population that cannot read black font on white paper. You can't register okay, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of yeah, those she's people. she's doing some therapies that way. Okay. Well, go to the, find out if there's an Erlen specialist in your area, because you can, okay. I'll, you get, you find out, they test you for what color overlay that you can put on the paper, like mine is a kind of a lime green, and I'm actually okay. going on Friday to someone that you know we have you can get glasses made even like um, to wear while you're reading or wear um, during the day because you have a certain effect with the color of the lens. And I'm going to get tested Friday with someone that's coming into Utah. But go to you know if you Google Erlen I R L E N. Okay. She may have some of that going on as well when she's required okay. and she's frustrated because she's not able to get the job done mm-hmm. easily. This, this mm-hmm. kind of, because it's just with so much learning and what, and her learning needs to be hands-on. And so make sure, mm-hmm. you know, I, I sense that there's a frustration that tends, builds up with her because she's not able to move mm-hmm. through things at a swift pace with a sense mm-hmm. of accomplishment that it's now coming mm-hmm. out in her response to you. But what is it in her learning? And does she have other extracurricular things she's getting out and about with? Rather, because that's, you know, nine-year-old type three children homeschooling needs. Where's the outlets? Where's the? I gotta go somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. need. I need something else. I need to go to this event or this class. I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she does have. Um, she does have things that she gets out and does, and we've actually. She's very receptive to, um, you know, knowing her type. And she's, she herself, she kind of keeps herself on a schedule and makes sure she took her phytoplankton and makes sure she, you know, we just went, we went through the sleep thing and she knows she needs to get a lot of activity to do that. And um, how would I know um, if it's something, because I've been kind of praying about, is it mirroring um, something that I need to work on? How do I, 
you know, how do I know if that's something that's um, coming up? Well, if she's triggering you. And and I'm feeling a little bit like there's some triggering going on. So how how would I deal with that? Well, you got to look back at your own childhood and just dial that back to how are you responding to your parents didn't know you were a type three, you would have been disciplined contrary to your nature. And there's a part of you see the difference is that um, in your frustration, you may be trying to just remedy something by kind of being the firm hand this way it's going to be and she's not responding you would have responded new children of our day don't respond to any kind of although i'm not suggesting you want to shame your child but we'll kind of just get frustrated and we'll go to the last resort and try and get them to obey they don't and we did and so there's a part of you that's saying look i sold out to my parents why aren't you you know that inner child in us is going come on i repressed myself don't be so difficult and that will be an added frustration. So just check that out. Read my book. You're going to get the book bundle. Make sure you give your name um, and shipping address. Send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. If you've not yet read Remembering Wholeness, make sure you read Remembering Wholeness because that will help you with that self-healing. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. It's been a great show. I appreciate all the support in the Child Whispering world. You can join one of our four Facebook groups. We have a private community of parents. Just go to any of my posts on thechildwhisper.com and you'll see links at the bottom of the post that will lead you to those private groups. You can also subscribe to this podcast at itunes.com forward slash Carol Puddle. And make sure you read last week's Child Whisper post that's now up and ready for you. Get rid of mom guilt. I've got some great tips of getting rid of mom guilt without just giving up. Thanks for tuning in today, and thanks to all our callers and all our winners of the book bundle. We'll talk to you again next week. Appreciate all the good things that are happening in your world. You're amazing parents because you're willing to learn and grow in behalf of your family. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer, and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.